I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle? Or War Eagle. That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. everybody, I'm Brandon Marcello with uh, Auburn Undercover, auburn.247sports.com. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're doing a live Twitch watch party of the 2019 SEC Tournament Championship game. Obviously, because of uh, broadcasting rights and stuff like that, I can't actually show you the video on this stream, but I'm going to provide you the link. And once we get started, we'll do a countdown. We'll all hit play together. So we're watching at the same time, interacting and all that stuff. Um, if you fall behind or whatever, obviously you can sync it back up, catch up where we are. That's the beauty of YouTube. It's pretty easy to figure out. Um, but thought this would be fun. Starting a new series of these kind of watch alongs uh, here on Twitch and also on the podcast. Some stuff in store uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but uh, our special guest right now, and we might have more dropping in throughout the broadcast We've got Clint Richardson with the Auburn Uniform Database. He's on board with us. Um, what's up, Clint? Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, and, yeah. And we got one half of Drunk Obby. We got the unfunny one. Hello. Hello, unfunny Drunk Obby. Hi. I hope to not be funny at all tonight. Okay, good. I want you to be just very dead serious. Okay. No laughter is allowed in our lives right now. Uh, The actual good drunk Obby should be dropping by. Maybe, maybe not later during our broadcast. We'll see. Hopefully. Uh, But if you're in the chat, I see that there's a few of you already welcome aboard. And if you're listening to us as a podcast later, um, act like you're live with us too. But, but even though you're not actually live, you're alive though. That's good. Brian RP, 1987, thanks for uh, joining the chat room. What's going on, buddy? I hope you're doing good. hope everybody's doing good out there um, as we're all locked up in our houses. Um, so, guys, before we start watching this, when, when you recall back to this game, the championship game against Tennessee, did you think – that Auburn had a chance to make a run to the final four with the way they're playing, or were you just like, uh, you know, maybe they can make it to the second weekend or anything like that. Yeah. I, I really took it as a one game at a time and, and any success that this team saw in the postseason was, was definitely a, a step in the right direction, you know, with the way the bracket was lined up. And of course the teams that uh, we got 
set to face. I, I certainly didn't expect it to go the way that Coach Pearl and that team made it. Like That was definitely a surprise to me, but definitely a lot of fun to watch. I actually knew we were going to go all the way, so I was pretty disappointed when we didn't. <laughs> I need to see that bracket to prove it. I've got one. I didn't have every every pick right, but I definitely had Auburn going all the way. Great. I believe you. As you should. <laughs> um, so I, I was there live, and it was all kind of a blur, but I, like rewatching parts of that game along with some of the in-play tournament games, I was just amazed at how freaking good they were. <laughs> um, you know, you kind of get caught up in the moment. And you're just like, keep up the score and all this and stuff, but you watch it, man, the athleticism with these guys, as we'll, as we'll see tonight and just the teamwork and obviously just the shooting by Jared Harper and Bryce Brown. Phenomenal. It was crazy how good they were. Um, and it's a team that, as I've said many times, they should have beaten Virginia, if not for the uncalled uh, double dribble on Virginia. And if they did that, they would have beaten Texas Tech, in my opinion. So, um, yeah. it's But this was a obviously a memorable time in Auburn history, and we're at the one-year anniversary mark of this exact game in the SEC tournament, um, believe it or not. And the day before this, Jared Harper hit a three-pointer to ice a win against Florida. And what was really interesting about this game is that, you know, a lot of the players in the locker room I was talking to before the game and after the game, they really wanted Kentucky. Um, And it was actually kind of a letdown that they were playing Tennessee. Um, But they, they let them have it. They just drilled them in this game. And they did so a little shorthanded, as we'll see, uh, as we uh, begin our broadcast here uh, and click play in a few seconds here. But, um, guys, this is going to be fun. We're going to watch it live together and just chat like we're sitting at a bar or a hookah bar. Not hooker bar. Hookah bar. <laughs> That's a whole different type of bar. Um, I mean, I'm not against it. Sure. You know. Uh, but anyway, we're here. We're going to have fun. So, gentlemen, do you have it pulled up? Got it. Yep. Great. All right, I'm going to do a countdown, and when I hit say play, we'll hit play. And you guys in the chat as well, you have the link yourselves, and when I say play, hit play, and you'll be with us. So, here we go. Three, two, one play pregame speech from Bruce Pearl he, he's he's telling them listen if you don't beat Kentucky or you, you didn't, if you don't beat Tennessee today by 30 I'm, I'm going to move back to Knoxville and then Chad Pruitt reality TV star it made me want to run through a brick wall so I, I can only imagine how it made them feel well, that, it's crazy you say that because they didn't have brick walls in there. It was cinder block. <laughs> I don't even remember this being on the court for pregame, and I'm sitting right there on press row. And I saw this for the first time live when we went down to Gainesville this season. And you know, we, we talked to some people at 
and marketing at Auburn when I was part of the jungle about getting this and these things were super expensive and yeah. the camera itself and the the work that goes into designing it, but it was really cool to see it in person finally. Yeah, I would, man, it's pretty cool. I guess the first time I saw it was at some NBA game, maybe in the Bulls or something a few years back. I can't remember. Um, where they get flashies images on the court and it looks like it's falling in on itself. Chuma! Oh, classic Malik. There he is. Who was that? Was that Samir that had his uh, shooting shirt limp? Oh, I didn't see that. prepping for the coronavirus. <laughs> didn't you really watch out? That it's like Tron on the court. Wow. Yeah, just play the game. Do you guys sit there when you have to watch these games on TV and you're just like, just play the game. Just get to yeah, the game. Absolutely. And they're doing all these yeah, intros. I guess I'll press around. I'm just not paying attention because I'm typing stuff or doing other things. But like TV timeouts and all that. The good thing, though, with this broadcast we're watching, and hopefully you're watching the chat with this, no commercials. And this has the um, radio call of Rod Bramblett and Sonny Smith. The do great guys- Rod Bramblett. Do you guys see a difference in the press, especially for like football when it's a CBS game versus an ESPN game with more commercials versus not, or at least how it's how it feels on our side? Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's a good question. Been CBS stands for commercials before sports that they, <laughs> you know, especially in the NFL, it's very routine, routine of kickoff commercial, first yeah. drive commercial, and then you know, they kind of get into a flow, but you know, people, people tend to not like playing on CBS because of that, as well as, you know, the, the commentating team at times. I've never noticed. I guess that's the beauty of getting to cover these sports lives. I don't have to watch it on TV. And usually when I'm watching, watching games on TV, like if I'm off work or just watching other teams, I, I usually have it muted. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, cause I, I just, I can't stand commentary from anybody, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious because, like, TV broadcasts are turning more into, they're not actually talking about the game itself or like what defense they're in or what they're running or, hey, I saw this in practice this week. They ran this play beautifully and stuff. I mean, at least in the football broadcast, you get a little bit of that. But I've noticed the basketball pro broadcast, they don't even talk about what's happening yeah. on the court really as far as you what they're doing you get a whole lot of you know s's and o's coaching insight for sure yeah you get that on the football broadcast but not basketball it's weird to me uh, and you know having moved to florida recently we didn't we do everything stream wise so the the pain with watching on like watch espn is you typically only get the same two or three commercials throughout the entire broadcast and if you've got you get yeah. unlucky and get a bad one. It's it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> Man, all I, I remember going into this game and I had the Uber to the to the uh, arena from my hotel, and all I remember is the Uber couldn't get through because there's so many people. So he dropped me off about 
three quarters of a mile away from the arena, and it was just all Tennessee fans. I, I didn't see one single Auburn fan, it seemed like. And then you get to the arena, and then people start filing in. And I was there's like a it just seemed like a one small area of Auburn fans, which you could see right now behind the bench. Um, but it was amazing because it's like it's like 15 minutes into this game, like those Tennessee fans were quiet the rest of the day. All right, play play the game. I mean, we're five minutes into this video, and this is incredible. Yeah, five twenty one, and still no, 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 no action. I know. Look at this, Rick Barnes. He's a great coach. All right, I've made it, but you're gonna have to tell me if my mic's working. Ah, is this the funny drunk Obby? In the flesh, except wow, not in the flesh over. The microphone. Well, you joined us. Hey, click that YouTube link in the chat. That you do see it? Can you see it? Yep. All right, click that and let me know when you have it open, and I'll tell you where to to put the timer at because we we've started, even though the game hasn't started. <laughs> All right, I've, I've got it pulled up. Okay, we are at six oh six, six oh seven, six oh eight, six oh nine, six ten, six eleven, six twelve. And then we finally yeah, had a tip-off. You nailed the perfect timing for the tip-off. Well done. It's perfect, man. You arrived right. just in time. I'm going to sit just a little bit of heavy all so I can try to time it up right. I'm at 6.45. Let me know when to hit play. Okay. I'll let you know. Do, do, do. What's Bryce Brown saying there to the bench? Shut up. Yep. I'm going to shoot. Yeah, poked in the eye, apparently. Now, 645. All right, we're good. <clears throat> Chew at the point. No, oh, I'm just man, kidding. it's all done with... I didn't realize it was all done with uh, the radio broadcast. That'll be yeah, nice. yeah, it's the good stuff. <clears throat> what do you know? Auburn started the game off with a three-point shot. <laughs> I've never seen them do that before. I'd rather that point a little bit different than this year. throw that one up than a couple of others. Yeah. Oh, Anthony. Never oh, At three-pointer, Bryce Brown. Hey, it's it's already starting. Dude, Jared Harper's so good. Ah, he's so fast. What do you think's going to happen with him with uh, the Suns releasing him? I, th- I think he's going to land somewhere, man. He's going to get a shot. I think he is. You know, his his journey reminds me a lot of Patrick Beverly. Um. Beverly was like in the G League for like a year or two and then made it to the NBA. Wasn't drafted and uh, has really made a name for himself as a great defender. I, I think Jared's going to have a similar path to the NBA. Yeah, I wish there was more. Hopefully, yeah, Jared will end up on a little that more kind likable. Of run. You know, yeah. we don't get the, the Ooh, look at Jared. kind of insight and why That's... they make that decision. Yeah. That was a little, uh, that was kind of, a, I don't know about that call. The guy put his forearm down, pushed Jared down to the floor. Well, it was stupid Auburn, SEC so it was refs. Clearly a bad call. Yeah, stupid SEC refs. Who are our refs today? I don't know who these guys are. Who are? Who is that? I just saw uh, Jason. That's one of them. Mm. Tennessee shoots a three-pointer. Oh, my goodness. Tennessee's mm. up 5-3. I don't feel good about Auburn's chances here. 
I even mean, early. Considering, considering how much we heard about Tennessee all year this year, I don't forget about our chances. Yeah. It'd be a big win for sure. You remember, yeah, would it? Would it really? I mean, was so good that I've already forgotten his name. <laughs> Bryce Brown driving to the basket. You know, that Kentucky game in the Elite Eight, uh, when Bryce, he wasn't doing so well shooting the three ball for whatever in that, re- in that game, and so he just decided, I'm just going to take some jump shots. And that's pretty much all he did. He just took like 15-footers and 12-footers and was drilling them. And it really messed Kentucky up. They didn't. They did not know what to do. Nap Seaton. All right, Jared Harper's in foul trouble already with seventeen thirty nine remaining. Two fouls. And this is what I like about this game. Oh look, there's Madison Pruitt's dad. Yeah. What's his name again? Who knows? Uh, so, <laughs> what I like about this game that's so memorable to me, and I'm sure to everybody, is Jared Harper gets in foul trouble, and I'm sitting there on press row going, "Welp." And then Javon McCormick comes in and and puts together one of like three straight great performances in the postseason here. Yeah, Rod, as soon as uh, Jerry got that foul, Rod says, "Uh oh, Auburn's in a world of trouble." Oh, did he? Yep. Wow. He's on the bench. Look at Bruce. <laughs> you push the shopping cart this way. You guys ever talk to him about that? Can y'all ever hear what he's yelling over there? Uh, not at the SEC tournament, but during the NCAA tournament, yes, because they stayed, for the most part, they sat me right behind or right near the Auburn bench, and it was glorious. <laughs> um, I think a lot of Auburn fans were looking forward to, you know, no fan games, just solely for the fact yeah. of being able to listen to Bruce uncensored. Oh, dude, they would have had to just cut off the the mic. You know, here's what Bruce does, all right? Uh, at the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games, um, I was sitting right there, right behind where Bruce was the entire time, pretty much. And this is what he does, and it's pretty genius. He does not cuss at the court. But when he cusses, he turns his back to the court and cusses to no one in the crowd or to, or he'll look at the uh, scorer's table and just cuss at the scorer's table. Oh, and it's written. Oh, it's, Ooh, I hit that three. Oh, Auburn's down 10, five. Lamonte Turner's heating up two for two. Pack up the bags. Auburn. So close. No, but so, so, but Bruce would do that. And it was hilarious because he would just turn around and it was like, he was yelling into a pillow. All kinds of curse words, type of stuff that Gus Malzahn would would blush at. <laughs> Not Bruce. Not Bruce doesn't cuss. I'm just kidding. He's a he's not fiery at all. Guy. I don't know. I thought it was a cookie cookie on on the screen, but I still want to know what he baby. said in that one uh, post game or. Halftime. Uh, oh, dude. Meeting. I yeah, that was. What, said. what game was that? Was that Tennessee this year? I do believe At halftime? So. I think so, yeah, because Auburn was playing like crap. I don't know, but 
I'm sure it was, uh, well, I mean, like he even said, and, and uh, I think Samir may have said it too. It's like stuff I can't repeat, which you, you can guess there. When he kicks, it's not necessarily that he's kicking other people out because he's like, hey, I want to just talk to my team. No, it's, I'm going to say some things that I don't want people to know get and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got a text message. Yeah, that was me. Read it. You have to read it on the air now. So Okay. Um it was from the just the regular drunk Albie and he said, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking if I thought that was your real hand. Making sure my volume was good. Okay. Oh, so yeah. are you got uh okay, are you guys good on Zencaster? I just now saw uh one of the one half of the drunk hobby message i think we're good okay yeah as long as long as you can hear both of us we're both in here i just wanted to make okay. sure my uh volume was loud enough yeah much better now yeah all right good stuff it's like a teacher telling us to uh read the note out loud <laughs> yeah yeah would you like to share with the class samir with the pass to oh cookie Ooh. in and out I don't know about that guy. I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that if he keeps going, one day a song will be written about him. Maybe. I just hope he stays healthy. No, yeah, if he stays healthy. I think we might have a chance. Oh, dude, that that was seriously like one of the most. I know fans were emotional, but seeing it happen and the reaction. I, I oh, it was terrible. That North Carolina oh, game. Shot. Who shot that? I think it was Bryce. Was it Bryce? I'd, I'd ship his ass off to the Maine Lobsters. That's what I'd do. Or crabs or whatever they are. <laughs> oh, Bruce got the jacket off. All right. We may have a chance. That's quick. He's mic'd up too. Look at the wire hanging off his. Or wait, is or maybe Bruce is wired for the FBI investigation. Ooh. Hey, Do you think underneath happening. his uh, his nice shirt and tie, he's he's got his whole chest painted for Tennessee? Yeah, I think that's what's going on. He's this is the day he uh, went turncoat on Auburn. Did y'all know that Bruce is fat because for whatever reason, every student section thinks that they're the first one to notice that and has to tell us. Well, number one, I've seen Bruce without a shirt on. I think we all have <laughs> um, in recent years, even not and not just back at Tennessee. Right, and he's he's not amazing. fat. He looks amazing. I mean, he's in he's his fifties. Classic dad bod, right? He's got the dad bod, you know. He's got the f- former uh, man. Horace is, Horace was so underrated. I loved him. Yeah, man. That's not me sitting as a security guard, by the way. That was not me. <laughs> I know it looked like me, but it was not me. I don't believe you. That St. Patrick's green does not look good with that ugly Tennessee orange, does it? No, it doesn't. It looks weird. <clears throat> yeah, you got two of maybe the most obnoxious colors that exist and you're putting them together. Yep. I mean, if you really, I mean, listen, do whatever you can to not get pinched. 
Well, just ask Will. Just ask Will Wade at LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing it out. Shoot it, baby. And he's short. That's the difference in this year and last year. When they drove in and had a layup but kicked it out for a three last year, I was happy. This year, I <laughs> got mad. It's like, what are you doing? Austin, uh, man, Austin was huge. Cause this, you know, remember, we remember at the time he was only playing like maybe 10 minutes a game because he was coming off injury, but he changed everything defensively for them inside. Get him some stick him, and he's absolutely yeah. amazing. He, you know, no, I, I like Austin, but it's almost like he has toddler hands. Or like yeah, he, he's he's kind of to be that big, that super lanky kid that doesn't know what to do with his hands at times. Yeah, yeah, he can't doesn't know where they are spatially. It just reminds me. Like, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it always reminds me of uh, uh, Kristen Wiig's uh, sketch you did on SNL, where she had the doll hands. Oh gosh, the bubble <laughs> hands. <bubble> yeah, lady. <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> So if Austin Riley had Seth Williams' hands, what, how would that look? Um, I don't know. I think he'd probably go to – yeah. So, yeah, like probably – it would probably look See, look. similar. He look at that. He would the ball a lot better. Wiley changed, it, it changed everything, guys. I'm telling you. If Wiley was not healthy in the NCAA tournament, they do not make the Final Four. They yeah, just yeah, don't. Everybody would just dump the ball inside and make a layup every time. <clears throat> He'd be a cheat code at that point. Yeah. Man, I miss these uniforms. These were so nice. <laughs> Bruce is just, I love all these highlights of him freaking out. Yeah, take the jacket off. <laughs> I've never seen anybody have more trouble taking the jacket off. <laughs> you know the real reason why Auburn lost in the Final Four? Double dribble? No, 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 no. That's just an excuse. A terrible, a terrible foul call. <laughs> um, it, it was because Bruce Pearl dyed his hair before the game. He was, was preaching. He preached to the team. We're not changing anything. That's why they're going and eating hibachi before every game, right? And then he dyes his hair. He changes everything. And, and I think, I think, hey, that was it. They were doomed to lose. Did he at least allow people to order different hibachi? Like, or is it the same? No, they mix it up, yeah. Yeah, because I think, I think Austin was like, yeah, man, you get kind of sick of it, but you can mix it up with some – sometimes I'll have more shrimp than steaks and nights and – Did they always sit at the at the uh, grill where they were throwing shrimp into their mouths? They did do that. Yep. I feel like it gets old after like three times. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. I just want to eat my food. Yeah, can you like, stop with the show? Don't stop playing with my food. <laughs> They're just happy they don't have to pay for it. That's true. Uh, I feel like we need a a road trip map of all the hibachi places that this team ate at last year. I tr actually, I was trying to do a story on that and like 
the problem was, I mean, well, one, you could like, they didn't know where they were going, like almost to like maybe sometimes an hour beforehand. Like they had to switch things up a couple times in Minneapolis. Oh, Malik. I can't believe it's been this long. It's been 20 minutes and we haven't said that name yet. Gosh, <laughs> By the way, if, if if you're watching this or listening to this right now and you're wondering where we're at in the video of YouTube, we're at 2112, 2113, 2114, 2116. <clears throat> Comes McCormick down the floor to Malik. There he is, baby. And one. I don't know how that got in. <laughs> Man, I always called all right. If you pay close know, attention here pretty seen. soon, Auburn, like their three-point shooting will start to spread quicker than coronavirus. Oh. <laughs> that must have been the funny drunk hobby. I, I texted him that joke, actually. So Yeah. <laughs> you, are you guys like comparing notes? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I was wondering which one of those is going to be the first one to go there. All right. According to the clock, there's three seconds left in the first half. That was weird. I like having an Apple watch. It's completely unrelated as we wait for a free throw. I like having an Apple watch because I always get the same alert. Brandon, you're not moving. <laughs> you could you can still do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no way I can. It's too late in the day to change yeah. anything. Yeah. So just give up. I'll move tomorrow. We're, yeah. I'll maybe. I might leave this room. Bruce Pearl walking on the court to, to play. Yeah, you know, I love him to wear a jacket the same color as our uniform, so it looked like an extra defender occasionally. <laughs> you just blend in. Do now, know I know what Bruce Pearl's uh, college stats were. I mean, I know he walked on somewhere, but have we looked those up? Well, he was a man student manager for uh, Boston College, so ah, that's what it was. He was a mascot yeah. for a year for a game. And a mascot, yeah. He had a big fro. We know that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Amazing. Hey guys, NCAA women's selection specials Monday. Can't wait. Believe you. I mean, it says it right here. I mean, this is live, right? Not anymore. <laughs> it's live to me. And oh no! Two of twelve three-point shooting right now for Auburn. And yeah, you think it was a twenty twenty Tigers? Yeah, not gonna win like that. Yeah, yeah. I think they should stop shooting three pointers. You know, I think uh, Auburn would have. Ooh, see there, McCormick driving to the basket. Love it. So I, th I think Auburn would have beaten Tennessee anyway, but. You got to think that Kentucky game Tennessee played the day before really took it out of them. It was really physical, I mean, but also I think they were just like, yeah, beat, we beat Kentucky. 
I say that Auburn Florida game though wasn't that the one right before this? That wasn't right. Yeah, that wasn't an easy game either. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying this. Like, one, I think Auburn's in better conditioning. Two, I think yeah. they put everything into that Kentucky game, like even their mindset. Yeah, it, it was Kentucky. They pretty, they because thought they were going to walk away with it. Right. I mean, on the on the podcast that I did last year, we were talking about how you know this team came in injured and tired coming into this tournament, and mm-hmm. you know probably would be in the best interest for a deep run to you know maybe lose after a game or two and not pl- not have to have all this time on their legs and then they proved me wrong very quickly yeah that was crazy i think that gets lost in all this that you know the the big thing that helped them out though was look at that dangel um the big thing for them was getting austin wiley back for like 10 minutes a game that really helped I mean, they they faltered towards the end of the season, and and you know it was clear that they were just tired. And if you wanted to put a a deep run into the the bid dance, it's like you know playing four or five games was not the the expected answer for that. Sure, they yeah they call that hold, but where was the hold on Derek Brown against LSU? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a few seconds behind y'all because I had one of those stupid pop up ads come up. Oh really? That darn coronavirus. Yeah, we're at halftime. Where are you? You're not at halftime. This is crazy. They just fired Gus Malzahn at halftime. We're like three years ahead of you right now. Here it goes. It starts. It begins. It begins. It is over. 7-0 run. Don't let him make one. Bruce feels it too. He's telling the bench right now. I love that Bryce and Dangel both did the same arm pump at the same time. That's how, I mean, they're just so coordinated. Dangel almost punched the Tennessee guy, yeah, by accident when they were celebrating. Wow. Wow, so I didn't realize this. McCormick was the guy who got this three-point shooting going. A he point guard the off the bench. Shooter on that team. That's true, statistically. And then Bryce Brown with a little kick. Oh. I loved it when he did that. He would do that every now and again. A little kick. Yeah, I love I love how Bramblett right before he took that shot said just wait for the threes to start falling, then he made it. Oh yeah. It's like What a job. Almost like he knows Dan Jell to keep that pivot foot still. <laughs> Rick Barnes like, come on, man. <clears throat> the reason why Samir's not wearing a uh, headband in this game is because Bryce stole it. As long as his headband is being worn somewhere, it can mm-hmm. be. Yep. 
So is he going to pass it down, you think? I think that's what happened. We just don't know it. That they, they had a ceremony and everything. Who do you think it went to? I think it went to uh, Jalen Green. <laughs> Is that how, when Jalen Green announces, is he going to put on Samir's headband instead of a cap? <laughs> I'm selecting, and he puts it on, and you're like, there's no team logo on that. What, what are you, where are you going? I like that camera shot to those Tennessee fan girls that are just sitting there like, what? Like, what do you, what, what's the, uh, When's the bachelorette party? Ooh. Tennessee had nine turnovers against Mississippi State. You're never going to win a game like that. This Tennessee team would end up going as far as the Sweet 16. Was that right? Because they lost to Purdue, if I recall. Angel setting the screen. Bryce so wanted to shoot that. No, that's hey, not did it. Did anybody ask Javon this year why he switched from twelve to five? Um, I don't. I can't recall. It was. This was an interesting couple of years with that number because uh, yeah, Mustafa had it when he left. Uh, Chuma went from four to five, and then after Chuma left, Javon took it. Hmm. No. Oh, oh, hmm. See, if I was a real journalist, I would have asked about that. <laughs> we don't do that here. Ah, uh, nah. No, we won't. We won't call you a beat writer. So. <clears throat> Dan Jill Horse, over here. Yeah. That was her conversation just there. Was that Coach O there? Yeah, he comes out out of me sometimes. Hey, guys, anybody got a, uh, a visor they want to wear backwards in the crowd? Better than a hard hat. That's true. <laughs> brick by brick, baby. Well, there's some ugly overalls. I don't, I just never get, I never understood that. Unless you're out on the farm. What are you doing with overalls? You don't need all those pockets. You're not a handyman. You don't need a hammer. You know you know what might must be a really fun spot to do your job as a photographer? Right in front of the of a trombone. Oh jeez. No, thank you. Six turnovers in the last eight possessions. That's not good basketball. That's what uh, that's what I'm hearing right now. Are most of them the quarterback's fault, or receivers just not catching it, or what? Uh, it was Jared Stidham. <laughs> Don't you disrespect the New England Patriots starting quarterback? <laughs> not anymore. Whoa. Look at Chuma, baby. Going after that ball. Three shot. Oh. Really good with the transition game. 12 point Auburn lead. 30 to 18. Don't foul. Get excited and it's fun to listen to. Mm, Chuma'd help force that too. Man, Chuma. Mm. 
Chima just makes me feel all good inside. <laughs> How do you feel about Obby with dreads? I usually dread seeing it. Hey, the easy setup. And I dread hearing you make those terrible jokes. <laughs> and I judge your dread. Judge dread. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like the Tennessee bench is like already sitting there like, you know, I'm not into it. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We've already shared a regular season title with them. We don't need anything more. Yeah, we, we already got a banner. Oh, my goodness. You see that pass by Javon? Is anybody still watching the game? <laughs> oh, there's a game on? Yeah. I'm still a few seconds behind you, so I just saw it. I was... I was looking at the Tennessee bench, like you said, and I think they're just always like that because they have to wear those ridiculous pants. Oh, there's Jimmy Dykes. He doesn't have a book to push, though. So what's he talking about? Check out my book, Losing Games as an Arkansas Women's Coach. But hey, what he not does have a relationship if you didn't know that. What? I would say, like, oh, yeah, every you time. You hadn't heard? I haven't heard that. Did you know that uh, Jimmy was his boss? You know, I get that these guys have things they need to talk about, but, uh, you know, talking about Anthony's pocket diploma for six games in a row when every student has that nowadays was right. really old. And yeah, you know, some of these, like, even watching the baseball s season with uh, Shanker, like, they, they drill home the fact that he's a two-way player at this point. So he goes both ways? <laughs> I wasn't Rick aware Barnes. if this was a, uh, Spencer's a family podcast or not. You don't stand a chance. <laughs> oh, you spoke too soon. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that he makes one. <laughs> That was some pesky defense there. Smear dribbling, saying, nah, I'll wait till next year. Let me get the ball up. Nope. Tennessee ball. The Admiral Schofield. If you're watching with us, we're at 36-12, I didn't realize it was that long ago that Tennessee had won a title. Yeah. 
Not even Bruce Pearl could win him a title. <clears throat> or Spencer, baby. Oh. That's just a bad break. What are you doing to that pom-pom? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Is that not how you treat your pom-poms? No, I, I don't. Usually on press row, I just keep them underneath the table and I just shake them. So no one has to see. Tennessee fans are going crazy. They still got a chance. Yeah, they got a shot. They, they can get back in this. Oh, Chuma. Getting close to half. I just hope we can close it out without letting them back in it. Turnover. Jeez. We are not going to get the easy basket. Let's just keep kicking it back out. Maybe we can get a three. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com I saw at least two felonies on that one. 
<laughs> what were they? I don't know. I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a law officer. Hey, you said you saw him. I'm just a witness. Samir's just standing there again, like, just give me the ball again. I know I missed, but give it here. Uh, nobody wants to hear about Spectrum Internet. Let me get back to the game. Do you have some type of a Trojan horse on your computer with all these ads? I mean, I haven't had an ad yet. Ad block is your friend. Do you have, like, uh, YouTube Premium or whatever? No, I've got ad block. Plus or whatever that thing's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get you one of them. Give me a tax write off that one. No Russians are getting to my computer. I haven't had an ad the entire time now. I just got one. I Good. I've spoken into existence. That's what you get. I bet it's a Russian ad too, because I said Russia. Sporting Smirnoff Vodka. Zuckerberg's over here listening to your conversation. <laughs> While he's getting a haircut from his mom. <laughs> I never, I don't, I guess it's because I'm always so far away in the games, but is that a, uh, that tattoo on Chimo Kiki's right upper right arm, is that like a basketball coming from the heavens? That's what it looks like. I don't know, but someone in the Twitch chat wants to know if we've ever heard of Warbloggle. Never heard of him. I'm not who? sure, yeah. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Hello from Kansas. I'm Kansas Jayhawks fan. You're the one? Nice to have you here, D Panthers 2021. What's it like being the one Kansas Jayhawk fan? Yeah, don't don't continue to watch uh, Auburn basketball games after this one, or you will be disappointed. <laughs> so, Brandon, I looked up photos of Chuma, and it does look to be like the basketball is replacing the rising sun. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. It's got. Looks like there's a. A dove flying right in front of the clouds. It's breaking through the clouds as it rises. That's some John Woo stuff there. Oh, turn around, jumper. Oh, fade away. No. Oh, what a basket for Tennessee right before the half. They're getting right back in this one, guys. Still anybody's game. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, not anybody's. Like Kentucky, Florida, they already <laughs> lost. <laughs> Unless, of course, this this game gets vacated because of the barbecue. Oh yeah. What's Bruce saying here at halftime? 
How has that worked? It's worked out great. We talked before the game, it's a lesson to all of us. You know, we all know our best players are, but a company or a team is only as successful as the foundation that you build. So those guys are confident. We have confidence in them. We got to make some shots and we got to keep playing great defense. I said Harper, Mitt Brown, you do have 13 points off of 12 turnovers. How can your guys continue to be scrappy in the second half? We got to move our feet. These guys are so big, strong, and physical. If you let Tennessee run their stuff, they get put ball in places that are hard to guard. So we just, we're 20 minutes away from cutting nets. Right, thanks, Coach. 20 minutes away from cutting nets, he said. Man, this is the quickest halftime I've ever seen. Just for those listening, um, could you update what time we're on? Or maybe those who might have gotten hit, hit with a dick head. Forty-three, <laughs> forty-two. Okay. Forty-three, forty-five. I'm sure everyone that's listening is now very thankful for for that. Mm-hmm. Well, because everybody that's on this podcast right now is completely in sync. But at least we're not Backstreet. <laughs> what about O-Town it's a little before my time yeah hey Backstreet's back alright you shouldn't you shouldn't talk about the elderly like that Oh, it's good to see Jared again. Forgot what he looked like. Mm -hmm. He's the short one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> His shot, though, just the way he got it off so quickly, and it looked like it was going in every single time. Yeah. Malik Dunbar just standing over there near the wing telling jokes. Wasn't there talk of him playing in the NFL or trying out for the NFL? Yeah, someone was spreading rumors out there that he was like trying to do that or and it was there was never anything to it. Would have been cool to see. Jerry Drosselfell. Rick Barnes looks like a very disappointed bank manager. <laughs> there, there's a yeah, it looks article like Auburn has not been what paying their mortgage. What would these coaches be doing if they weren't <laughs> coaches? What, what do they look like their profession would be? I need story ideas. <laughs> I've got I got five months I've got to fill here. Oh, I feel bad for you guys. Oh, don't worry. Most of us will be fired soon. <laughs> well, disappointed grandma. Well, if you get fired, you can always host a podcast that makes no money like us. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Good good plug, by the way. <laughs> You talking about the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, Joe Rogan. That's that's who we really are. 
you guys ever seen a gorilla punch a punch a moose before? Mm. You mean you can't take six steps? You can do it in Memphis, but not Nashville, because in Memphis you could do it six feet off of Beale. Oh. I don't know, but I do see a lot of Tennessee visors, and I'm not really sure why they need a visor indoors, but you know. Do you have any idea how bright it is in there? Yeah, I've been in there. I mean. I was there when Auburn got absolutely destroyed by Kentucky. You have to Which be more time? specific. Um, <laughs> at the time that they made it to the final four of the tournament after they beat LSU with the buzzer. Uh, event. What year uh, was that? 14? Pearl's first year, yeah. Yeah, 14. Fun fact, basketball didn't exist. Uh, before Bruce Pearl, except for yeah. when Charles Barkley was there. Mm-hmm. And then the other years that they were good too. Yeah, there's there's this weird like coronavirus type thing from when Charles Barkley was there until Bruce made it. So it's like 85 to 2013-14. I tell you what, uh, Tennessee is like just standing around. Also, Malik Dunbar just hit a three-pointer, so. Yeah, I mean, I did. I also caught myself, like, as he shot that, throwing my hands up, like, for three, as if this was not a recording. (laughs) Well, you better find more recorded games. So, I'm um, just going to watch through the Elite Eight and pretend that was the national championship. Yeah, yeah. When do you think you guys will like go completely insane without sports? Like, what's the over under uh, on the yesterday. date? Uh, I was actually yeah, insane way before this. Oh, okay. Yeah, but have you been diagnosed? <laughs> Self diagnosed. Chumo Kiki, almost we're already with a double double. One of the cruelest things is pulling up watch ESPN just for some kind of noise, seeing. College baseball replay, and it's on the Longhorn Network. Oh, nobody has that. You know, I guess, I guess having no sports is actually what ESPN wanted or needed because now they have nothing to talk about, so they can just talk about politics the whole time. I mentioned <laughs> the same thing the other day. This, this platform that had politicized sports too much and tried to get away for, from it now has the perfect opportunity to reverse course. Man, Malik Dunbar's acting like he just got shot in the stomach. <laughs> He's like, oh! And Bruce is about to fight. I love it. Floor. Oh, I love this because they start laughing. I forgot about this. <laughs> oh, this is it a great of, moment. I forgot about this. When, when Cam used to like lay, like lay on the ground for a long time after he'd get tackled. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Bruce is holding his fingers out. Two, three, four, five, whatever. 
Doesn't he say something like how many kids you got or something like that? I can't remember what he said. No, I'm being serious. I think he said something like that too. <laughs> oh gosh, I love this team. This team was so much fun to cover, guys. Ooh, that had to hurt. You think any Tennessee fans were, were they saw that play and were like, I didn't see anything. What happened? <laughs> totally. Hey guys, Robert Morris is up 16 to 12 on St. Francis of PA or whatever team that is in the NCAA women's Northeast final. 16 to 12, is that the final score? Yeah, it's the final score. It's like some junior high games I used to have to cover back in the day. 16 to 12 is your final. Here's a 500 word story on it. <laughs> One girl broke the school record for points scored in a game. She had four. <laughs> Time of possession was out the, out the yeah. room. She was plus one on the floor in the, <laughs> in the four to two victory. I covered a single. Di- I, yeah, I covered a single digit game before oh, no. in junior high. Yes, I have. Was that the worst day of your life? Now, I've watched a game where one team scored in the single digits, but Oof. it was also like 60 to 4, 60 to 6, something like that. Yikes. <clears throat> Look at Jared. Look at him. Man, Even though he got blocked. He's so fast, man. Samir's got the ball, and he's got the layup. Oh, great. Another ad from Dix. I'm sorry. I think your internet connection is uh, in Antarctica right now. You were breaking up. Harper just runs into the bench and then somehow gets yeah. back up for a three. Yeah. This team was so fast. Jared is just looking at his hand. What like what was that? See like Booker T just starts talking to his hand. John Fulkerson. Braun44 asking on the uh, Twitch stream who all is on. Well, it's me, your favorite Auburn quarterback, Cameron Newton. Uh, I've made it <laughs> onto the stream. So where are you signing, Cam? I'm hoping to go to to the Bears. That's, that's my goal, but I'm probably going to end up with the Patriots. 
See, I would want you to come to my Jaguars, but I want better for you. How are the kids doing? Yeah, the problem is, I mean, they're going to have to give up something. <laughs> I think Tennessee still got a chance. Oh, Rod and Sonny are having a blast. Yeah. we put the scrubs in in this game? Yes, at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. I mean, uh, if, uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. I can't, can't look into the future. (laughs) It's like a little magic trick. Where'd the ball go? There for a second, I thought Austin Wiley knew where his hands were. <laughs> Do you think sometimes Austin Wiley goes up for a rebound and he looks, he sees his hands going up in the air and he's like, whose hands are these? <laughs> Squirrel! Just shoot it, Bryce. Screw it. Awesome, Wally with the board and the layup. And one. Is Austin always just cool and calm? He doesn't seem to really... Yeah. Get fired up very often. Yep. You know, I was thinking about this today. It's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, we all assume Isaac Okoro, we're talking about the 2020 team, is going to go to the NBA, but I mean, they're not going to be able to work out. For the teams. I mean, maybe he wants to come back to play for a for a championship. I play for but, millions of dollars when you could play for a championship. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance? Well, there's always a chance. Oh, yeah, this was the game. Yeah, that's right. Rick Barnes was just sitting on the bench the entire second half. Like a former Auburn basketball coach that would do such a thing the entire game. What did his name rhyme with? I think it was very similar to a a girl's toy. My Little Pony? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) 
I remember him. I don't want to. He was a pleasure to be around. I'm sure he was. I knew some guys that worked with him and were managers under him and absolutely despised it. Ooh, I want to hear more stories about that. Yeah, let's let's do some story time with Clint. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that uh, on most road trips, the coaches would just play poker in the hotel room and send the student managers on beer runs. <laughs> Wow. And he fired the SID that was long time with basketball. And then as soon as yeah. he left, he took his spot back. Yep. Yep. But, but he made up for all that with his coaching. He's just a well, he's just a clipboard holder now. I can't really say well, what I want to call him on here, but I don't think he uh, even gets a clipboard. Last time I saw him, he just had a folded up piece of paper. Oh, do they take the clipboard away from him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he got he just has, Yeah, he just has paper now. Oh. I'm surprised he was actually there. He went yeah. out recruiting. I actually think the piece of paper is actually just like old Mortal Kombat cheat codes and fatality uh, button combos they printed out the Konami code on there yeah because he, he can't even remember that what I'm trying to say is uh, Tony Barbie is a terrible coach if, that, if that's not coming across he might be the worst coach in Auburn history in any sport Sonny Galloway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him too. What a great guy. I, I so wish we had... Uh, did James ever archive the live stream of that press conference? Oh, I don't know. The oh, uh, one with the lawyer and everything? Yes. That was so funny. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I don't know. I'd have to ask him. James saves like everything, so he probably has it somewhere. Uh, the only thing that I one of the few things I remember from that thing was something about donating hats to to my merchandise. <laughs> like, dude, buddy, I've got a record of everything you guys wore, and yeah. these are not them. Yeah, that guy, uh, Sonny. He's now a high school baseball coach. Ooh. Living back in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Wait, yeah, back in Oklahoma. He's probably got his team wearing vest again. On the back of their uh, practice jerseys, it says Oklahoma City. <laughs> that's, that's where the state championship is. That man loved a baseball vest. And I like him too. I wish we had kept the white ones, but I think at every coaching stop he's had them wear a vest <laughs> pushed them hard at Oklahoma when he was there yeah, Toby Keith must have suggested it probably or Spencer nice move right. man now when he when he developed that little baby hook it was much needed for his game 
Dang, Jared. Just poke that out. Oh, splash it. Yeah, when Daniel got hot, though, he could keep it going. Yeah. He did that against Carolina when Chuma went out, and everybody was just kind of like, oh, boy. Oh, no. And then Dangel started hitting some shots. I feel like Dangel had a lot of good flashes throughout his career, and then equally as many just where is he moments. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very weird. There's like never any in between. Yeah. Never really seemed to play to that level that he did his freshman year as well. Yeah. Somebody kills me standing in the corner with his hand up as he's wide open all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me? Me come out? Okay. You realize I'm Jared Harper, right? Twenty one points off turnovers with nine oh eight remaining. That's pretty good that's a pretty good stat. For those of you listening to this just amazing live stream and podcast. We are at one hour, four minutes. And 28 seconds, 29, 30, 31. And you can guess the second after that. Javon McCormick was just punched in the head. Uh-oh, Tennessee's making a comeback, guys. They're only down 58 right now. And they get the steal. That's the Javon that we would come to know. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was thinking. It's like that looked more like McCormick to me there than Hmm. So how did you guys feel about the uh this whole past season of Bruce saying, Hey, we didn't go out and recruit recruit a point guard really because I promised Javon, you know, this would be his team and all that. And I didn't, I didn't hear about that, but that's not what you like to hear. Yeah, I mean, he said it several times this year. This is very strange. I mean, he, I would trust him more than, more than most, so I guess he knows what he's doing. And I don't know. Bruce Pearl kind of just sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's overrated. He's not even good at cooking barbecue. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> he's terrible with his players. Can't recruit. Really just does not excite any fan base. He's just super sweaty. Yeah, he just sweats a lot. That's all he does well. Oh, Bryce wants it so bad. 
that came out incorrectly. I shouldn't have said it like that. Re reword it and, and just delete this part. Okay. Bryce Brown wants it so bad. Oh, dang it. Let me think of something else. He could just taste it. Um, I don't know. I my mom didn't listen to this. <laughs> Nashville Championship Week. I think the SEC tournament next year is in Tampa. And then after that, it goes back to Nashville for like 12 more years or something. Yeah, it should always stay in Nashville. It's just weird how the SEC, like the last few years, it's like, yeah, Nashville's our place. We're going to go for the SEC tournament. But then they go, let's go to St. Louis. Let's go to Tampa. Yeah. Uh, did they ever commit to staying in Hoover for baseball? Or is that that's, still up in the air? That's a good question. Um, I think they pretty much have. Um Obviously, doesn't matter this year, but well, because I mean, it was going to be there this year. But I haven't heard any conversations since that was like, was that a year or two ago when that was coming up? It was two years ago. Yeah. Well, I've been diving back into some baseball uniform research and going back to the early 90s. I didn't realize that they played in Columbus and that they had yeah. a SEC West and an SEC East tournament, tournament yeah. on campus. And Ooh, the coaches hated playing in Columbus. Mm. Where were they playing Columbus? Like at the minor league park or something? Or? I, I think so. Right there by the river. Yeah. Barnes looks bored. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sucking on his game. Werther's original. And he's just... This was always on the the highlights after this game. It's like just seeing that face all made it worth it so much. Yeah. So Bruce is what won five straight against Tennessee now, right? I think so. Yeah. That's crazy. And did, what was it? Did he lose the first two or three against him? When he came I, I know. I think he was one and two or one and three to start. I think he lost the first two trips to Knottsville. Ah, okay, yeah. Because I know he didn't win that first one because KT Harrell said how badly they wanted to get it for him. Yeah. I think he lost the next one, and I can't remember the return trip to Auburn. Auburn's up 17 this game, and Jared Harper's 0 for 8. If you just want to know how good this team was. I remember after this game, you know, the selection show was after this. So worked a little bit, got some stuff up, and then immediately like jogged to the team hotel, which was about five blocks away, and uh, to watch the selection show with the team. And then when they announced the, the draw for them, they were all like so disappointed. They were just sitting there like, oh, my, really? And uh, I know immediately when they saw that New Mexico State draw, and Bruce 
came up and was talking to him and uh, was kind of telling him like what he knew about New Mexico State already. Like, yeah, they could probably beat us. He was just being like straight up with him. He's like, I don't know. Um, but, you know. I'll be interested to see how that game goes. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, the big could thing be could be close. Big thing in that game was New Mexico State was so fast and they knew it in athletic and they didn't know if they could keep up with them. I mean, Bruce was very open and honest to the team about that. And New Mexico State blew by him a little bit. But McCormick, when he came in that game, he was blown by them. And it was so important they had those fresh legs from Javon. I mean, hypothetically, if that game happens. Jeez. Look at that. <laughs> that whole sequence was just Looney Tunes, man. <laughs> Give up the layup to try to kick it out for maybe a three, and then Malik gets it and drives the hole and just... He's looking at the replay right now at his body going seven different directions in the air. Whoa! Man. That was pretty violent. He looked like a little boy jumping off a couch track like they're Superman. (laughs) Is that speaking from experience? Uh, yes, this morning I was jumping off my couch. <laughs> Quarantine's got me going crazy. Well, the Knicks beat the Lakers, guys. Oh, next year it could be their year. Yeah, I think the Knicks got good ownership and a good GM. Really smart guy. Knows what he's doing. Mm. I mean, it's like... You're just watching this game and you're just like... It, it's amazing like how much better Auburn is compared to Tennessee in this game than they were in the regular season finale just a week prior to this. Oh, man. Not just the score, but the way they're playing. And Auburn won that game, too, as we all know. But, I mean, it's just like something got into them. I don't know. Wait, you're swooping in. Maybe you'll ah, I saw myself. I was on camera. I saw my bald, fat head. <laughs> oh, there's uh, Nathan King making some uh, faces at the camera. Behind Dick Vitale, where am I? I don't know. What's going on? Oh, I'm like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, no. What's the deal with college basketball? Dick Vitale, though, guys. I don't know what you think of him. That guy, he is an incredible human being. Oh, yeah. 
He's an, an amazing man. Incredibly nice, humble. You guys get to talk to the broadcasting team often? No, not really. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) They usually come in like the night before game. They go have dinner with like, you know, whichever home team that's hosting them or whatever. And then they, uh, call the game and then they, they, most of those guys get on the airplane or get on a, get in a rental car or whatever, like immediately after the game, they get out and go home. Yeah. They always show them talking to the coaches that shoot around and stuff and, it yeah. seems like they're just always just sitting around talking to people. Didn't know if y'all were part of that group or not. No, they don't let us do that. Ooh, goodness, Jared. Oh, goodness, Jared. Poof. just about. <laughs> Dude, the athleticism of this team was insane. Horace, Horace has a 30-minute highlight video of almost amazing plays. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he, if he hits that, holy cow. Yeah. I think every Tennessee fan would have gotten up in sync <laughs> and just walked to the exits. Didn't he try to hit a buzzer beater in the uh, yes. in the tournament? Yeah, yeah against Kentucky in the Elite Eight. He shot a three-pointer, and everybody on the bench was like, don't do that. It was hilarious. I remember yelling <laughs> at my TV. <laughs> it was hilarious right after it happened because I was sitting right there behind the bench and – they were just going, oh, God, no. There wasn't much time left on the clock. Like, that was his only well, option. And it's like, well, there, please. Well, they sh- he should have tossed it over to Bryce, which was who was standing right beside him practically. Uh, yeah, I think, wasn't Bryce just standing there like, why didn't you pass it? To yeah, me? he was like, dude, I was right. I'm right here. That's my job. I shoot the threes. <laughs> I think. Horace would have gone down and and Oliver oh, legend if he had made that. And it really wasn't a bad shot, really. I mean, it, it wasn't. It was... it was almost. It was probably about as good as Bryce could have put up, too. Yeah. Nice to see us hit free throws. Mm-hmm. That's a free throw. I remember. I'm not even listening to it right now, but I'm imagining Sonny's going, just don't foul, get back. Yes. Yes. Don't foul. <laughs> I love Sonny. Rod says, up 19, 225 to go. I feel pretty good. <laughs> Just don't give them dead ball fouls. Please don't, don't foul yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned, you guys were mentioning, talking about Javon wearing number five this year. I almost felt when I saw that change, I was like, "That's almost sacrilegious." What are you doing? <laughs> I I know Chum only played one year, but it's like, come on. Did you do the same when Chuma did it from uh, taking Mustafa's number? No, because I was like, "Nah, he left." 
<laughs> I was just making sure you were consistent. I, I'm uh, I'm consistently inconsistent. There you go. Which is why a player every year should wear Bo Jackson's number and Cam Newton's number. Because they weren't they weren't all that great guys. Come on, I mean, yeah, it's always interesting for me to see these guys or any athlete who changes their number, and I have to think that it's just Javon maybe wore five at his previous school, or that was his high school number. Um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you see, Tanner Burns went from wearing Keegan Thompson's seven to Casey Mize's thirty-two. And I think he wore the, I think he wore 32 in high school as well. So oh, yeah. Athletes are very connected to their numbers. So right. makes sense. Makes sense at times. And, you know, with, uh, Alan Flanagan coming in this year, he took 22. So Will McCoy had a change. Mm-hmm. I, think he's, right. I think he's had three different numbers in his career. Now. Will McCoy. Yeah, he yeah. he and Pat he and Pat uh, both changed numbers a decent bit. That's but actually why uh, really matter. Gatewood transferred so he could wear Cam's number two, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason why he transferred. <laughs> I gotta have this jersey. Oh, Tennessee has a three. It's over. It's it's only a seventeen point lead with ninety five seconds left. I don't know. Rick Barnes continues to say, "Hey, this is a pretty comfortable seat." It's great to I mean, be that... Auburn Tiger. <laughs> I wanted to say this too. Uh, Stephen Pearl like had the scout for like almost every one of the like big marquee games in the postseason last year, and man, did they execute the heck out of their I know they game plans. Tend to rotate who scouts, but at that point, yeah. why would Stephen never scout a team? I know. Well, they they do it weeks ahead of time, like before the postseason, obviously during the year, but then when they're in postseason time, um, for example. I remember after Auburn beat North Carolina, then Kentucky played, was it Houston? Um, uh, in the Sweet 16 that night. And so Stephen Pearl and I, it may have been Chad Pruitt, or I'm sorry, Madison Pruitt's father. Um, <laughs> should I think he was scouting uh, Houston, or I can't remember. I'm messing up this entire story. Anyway, all I recall is there's Stephen Pearl. All I could recall was uh, I, I ran into someone who just talked to Stephen Pearl, so I was getting this secondhand information. But Stephen Pearl, every time Kentucky was hitting a shot late in the game against Houston, he was just he was getting so pissed off, like because he thought they had no chance against Kentucky. <laughs> they thought they really had no chance. Do they announce who does the scouting, or is that just having to talk to people? That's just talking to people, yeah. You never know he, what they actually announce and release and put on those. No. Nah. The preview yeah, they, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I knew, because, you know, the locker rooms were pretty open during postseason, obviously, so you just talk to people and 
even going into the games. Because Steven, he had the scout for the Kansas game, and they kicked the crack, crack, crack out of them? Crap out of them. Hey, they did the same, that too. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Steven had the scout for that game too. Oh, All right, so that, here come the walk-ons. 14 steals. Goodness gracious. Oh, <laughs> Jared Harper, you silly little goose. That's so disrespectful. Uh, and there's the night night. <laughs> Did he say it? Uh, yeah. Turner at the top. Step back. Jumper. And an out. No. Oh, Kiki the rebound. Oh, look at that Auburn bench. Yeah, look who's Good coming in the game. Look at the walk well. Not a walk on anymore. Cole Blackstock. Cole Blackstock coming in. Miles this be Parker a great over there. <laughs> oh, the poor guys are only going to get 15 seconds of playing time. Boo. Call timeout. Jared won one more. I just they might me. not get anything. <laughs> oh. Uh, you see Cole looking back at the bench like, do I come like, back now? Can I can I get back and celebrate? Also, Auburn eighty four, Tennessee sixty four. For the first time in thirty four years, the Tigers are SEC tournament champions. Let the confetti fall. Yeah, that was fun. That was an ass kicking. Um, I didn't mention this when it was happening. I don't know why I didn't. But with about a minute and a half, did anybody else notice Bruce tearing up? Yeah. Like he didn't do. I think it was almost like he did it then, so he wouldn't do it after the game. Yeah, he's we, very. We know he's a very emotional guy. But he can like time it. He's like he could comp- yeah, compartmentalize this stuff. <laughs> Probably I mean, a good actor. Oh, here we go. Here's. Probably a tear-filled interview coming. Is that Pat? Is it, this, this is when Alan Green just comes up, right? Or was that... Yeah. Yeah. Was that Pat Sullivan in the back of the last scene? Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't really get a good look at him. And more than anything, the Auburn family, we've worked really hard for this. As the confetti falls here and you win the first SEC tournament title since 1985, why was this the year... I'm a big fan of history. You know, I got guys. Yeah, screaming, let's go for 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the bus. Let's get out of here. I can't remember if it was this celebration or the Elite Eight celebration of the Final Four that Malik Dunbar laid down on the court behind this stage. There's Alan Green. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, we're on TV. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, is that Jackie Pearl? That's who I thought. I think that was her. Tennessee fans hanging around. You know, that was one thing that also stood out about after this game. Uh, a lot of Tennessee fans stuck around and cheered for Pearl as he walked off the court after the celebration. Wow. <laughs> yep. They all kind of. 
love this comment this year. Uh, I think it was after the Tennessee game. He said, is it weird going back up there now? It's like, no, it's, it doesn't feel the same. It's just weird now. <laughs> a little bit ago, Bruce said it just means more in the SEC. Do you think he gets a, a certain check oh, yeah. for any time he mentions that? He does. It's It's all part of the plan. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to implement that. Right. Oh, God. Stephen Leith. Oh, he's there. Oh. <laughs> uh, sounds like you got some stories about that guy. Oh, my God. I almost forgot about him until I just saw him on the screen. It was almost like seeing a ghost. Why is there a hat just floating in front of the camera? Speaking of ghosts. Oh, that's just Jared Harper. (laughs) (laughs) So small. That was great. That was good. So, all right. So if there was an NCAA tournament this year, I've, I've been working on and trying to do a story on Bruce Pearl's dry cleaner, his dry cleaning bills and his sweating (laughs) issue and whether he's been diagnosed with something medically. (laughs) I'm being serious. And I was like, like, research project. Yeah. I did way too much stuff on it and then was hoping to do it going into the first round game. And of course, Bryce. Bryce. Laura's having having to stall <laughs> when they don't have the mic piped into the stadium. Yeah. Alan Green whispering to Stephen Lee's ear. <clears throat> yeah, could you please leave? Could you get off the stage? We don't have enough room. You didn't do anything for us. Leave. <laughs> I'm Stephen Leith. I sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Whoever was wearing the tie. No, it wasn't Stephen. So who who is Bruce's dry cleaner? Uh I cannot comment. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to give anything away. No, you're good. <laughs> <clears throat> Just who says he? Ha- who say? Yeah, just off the record on this podcast. <laughs> Who's to say he has a dry cleaner? He just buys a new suit every game. Yeah, it's just like he's just like Michael Jordan back in the day. He just wears a new suit every single game. Never wears the same pair of shoes. Yeah, but I do the same thing, and I get called a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> 
themselves. They needed coaches. They needed teammates. They needed managers. They needed the best fans in the Southeastern Conference. And, and I, I, me personally, I needed my family who have been there with me every every step of the way. I needed Commissioner Sankey for for for. I don't. I I don't think Sankey liked that. I don't think he liked that. No. Here's the microphone. Someone take it away from me. I want off this stage. Please, please take it. Man, I'd love to have one of those. What, a trophy or uh, a microphone? Yes. No, I, I was talking about the uh, confetti pumpers. <laughs> Every morning you wake up, it just goes off? Yeah. On my, on my shelf behind me, I have confetti from the Elite Eight victory. On my shelf framed I made sure to grab some on my way out for history then again you know 10 years from now everybody will be like what makes me think that the, that's actually Auburn confetti and I'll be like you're right it's a it's a conspiracy I just I found confetti somewhere and I said that it this is from that game go back to the uh, stream where you saw yourself in the in the crowd not really crowd but in the in the media seats yeah Well, that was fun, guys. Or something. It was something. It was something. My other half um, had to leave a little bit early, so I apologize. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's okay. That's why the podcast wasn't so funny. That <laughs> wasn't it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. It's fun reliving history. And... um yeah, any parting thoughts? No, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was good. Uh, all Great. the uh, that fun ride that Auburn had. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, I know my camera went out, but at least we had audio still going. I hope you enjoyed our little watch along. I hope you watched it with us. If not, you can watch it again or for the first time when you listen to the podcast version of this live stream. Again, thanks again for listening as we... Uh, reflected back on Auburn's victory in the SEC Tournament Championship in 2019, winning the SEC Tournament uh, and sparking what would be a magical run to, toward the Final Four in the NCAA Tournament. Uh, until next time, I'm Brandon Marcello, and I will see you down the road. No one has it covered like 24-7 sports. Go undercover with Auburn Undercover. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.